I just want to say thank you for the opportunity uh, to be here. Well, my name is Michelangelo Carion. I'm 26 years old. You know, I've been to uh, at least 60 to 70 churches from last June up to this day. When I heard Michelangelo, they're going to say, you must be the famous painter, right? Well, when I was a kid, I used to watch Anita Turtle. When they say famous painter, I'm going to say, no, I'm a Ninja Turtle. If they say Ninja Turtle, I'm going to say famous painter. But I'm going to tell them at the, end of the, uh, at the end of the service, you can call me famous turtle. That's going to be both. Well, it was an awesome travel last June after this day. And it was a good experience as well. For the past 10 months, I've been using a Dodge Caravan year 2000 model. And I had 33,000 miles for that 10 months of driving. God's been good for taking care of me. And I love driving because, and I love doing this because I know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Just like my pastor, when he went here in the United States, he drove thousands and thousands of miles because he loves the Lord. And the people, churches, pastors who are loving the mission and paid for for loving the mission and missionaries like you brought us here right now. We are the product of your faithfulness in the ministry. And we are missionaries in the Philippines. You know, Philippines is composed about 7,107 islands. Maybe some of you are familiar with Bataan. You know, we are working in the Middle West part of Luzon. Maybe some of you are familiar with Bataan. Bataan is very well known during the World War II because it is the death march started. Only the Japanese made Americans and Filipinos to walk from Bataan Peninsula to Kapas Tarlac and that was almost 70 miles. And it was 76,000 walked in that. And it was 66,000 Filipinos and 10,000 Americans were died and killed during and after the death march in Bataan during the World War II. But we are so thankful because you Americans sent more armies to liberate us and help us in the hands of Japanese. You help us so much and I know that God has still a plan to work us together to reach as many people through sharing the word of God. You didn't just bring your M16, but also your Gentry 16. And I'm the product of that love that you have brought to the Philippines. And we are not just thankful today, but we will be forever thankful on what you're still doing in our country. And also, we have more than 100 dialects in the Philippines, but I only understand one of those, which is our mother language, Tagalog. And also a little bit of English, you know, which if I say something bad grammar today, just please, please, kindly, please raise your hands. And I promise that I cannot do anything about it. <laughs> well, I was born in a Catholic family and came from a broken family as well. My real mother has given me to her uncle when I was two days old. You know, in the Philippines, you don't need a papers to adopt a child. All you have to do is to say yes to the person who will give you the child. That's what my real mother did in me. Probably she doesn't love me. Ooh, crying, sorry. Well, my adopted parents told me that my real mom and dad got separated when I was a little. And I never seen my dad because my real mom never told me where was he. In 2020, when I was here, my sister told me that she finally convinced our real mother where my dad was, but we found out that our dad was died already 2006. And also, we found out that I have a brother from my real dad. His name is Albin. We had a good conversation before. We had some plan that we made that when I get back to the Philippines, I'll, we will visit our dad's grave. But December 22, 2020, my brother Albin got attacked by his stroke and he died. 
It's really hard because we had so many plans. Like when I get back to the Philippines, we will visit our dad's grave. But when I get back to the Philippines, I'm the only one who will visit them in the grave. I cried a lot. I'm laying down on my bed thinking. But at the end of the day, God reminded me in just two verses in the Bible. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 and 2. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. I know that God has a purpose of everything and I know that God is in control. And God is good all the time. He never let me down, but He used my Filipino friends there in the front to encourage me and help me. I was saved when I was 18 years old. That was February 15, 2015. But before I got saved, that was my 13 to 17 years old. 13 years old. I've experienced so many things in life, such as taking marijuana, cigarette, cocaine, alcohol, that I would say my life has really no direction. And I remember one time I had a fight like altercation with someone and I got stabbed on the lower part of my armpit and the upper part of my shoulder. Like fighting with someone every single week and I always ended up in a police station. My adopted parents get always mad at me and they, and they always hit me with bamboo stick. But God has changed everything. There was a missionary pastor went to our town. His name is Brother Igmijo Porton. Junior, he's looking for a basketball player and make a basketball team. And he shared the gospel to me and to my friends after that. And their requirements for basketball was you cannot play ball every Saturday if you are not in the church every Sunday. Just because I love playing basketball, I always go to church every Sunday. And I even took marijuana and go to church because the only reason I go to church is because of the basketball. And also, at the month of April 2015, their church has an event for the young people youth camp. In April 29, the last night of youth camp, I totally surrendered my life to the Lord and served in full time in the ministry. And by the grace of God, I have finished my college in our Bible college in the Philippines at the year of 2019, four-year course, Bachelor of Theology, major, and pastoral. And also, during my senior year in our Bible college, I had the opportunity to handle one of our missions. Also, back on 2016, Dr. Phil Stringer went to our college and taught us some lessons. And he was the one who promoted Dayspring in our Bible college. In 2019, month of August, God opened up the opportunity for me to study again in Dayspring Bible College, which is here. And by the grace of God, I finished my college for two-year course, associate in theology, major in pastoral. And also, when I was here, I had the opportunity to do song leading. Thank you so much for that. And also in Awana. Who knows that the man was leading some other people to do sin before he got saved is now leading people to sing for God. All glory belongs to God for that. And I am so excited to share the word of God right now. If you would open your Bible with me in 1 Kings 17, verse 8 to 16. 1 Kings 17, verse 8. To 16. This is the story about Elijah and the widow woman. I will read all these verses and I just want you to follow me with your eyes. And the word of the Lord came unto him, came unto Elijah, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zion, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded the widow woman there to sustain thee. Sustain means provide. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, 
as the Lord thy God liveth. I have not a cake, but an handful of meal in a bar and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and, and what? And die. So basically this was, I mean, this was their last meal. And Elijah said unto her, fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. And bring it unto me, and after make for thee, and for thy son. This is what God's promise in verse 14. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. Wow, the promise of God. Neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. You know what the women, we the women did? And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat. How many days? Did eat? Many days. Not just a day. Not just a week. Not just a month. Not just a year. But many days. Verse 16. The barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail. Whew. According to the word of the Lord which spake by Elijah. To make the long story short, put God first in your life. Let us pray. Our Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, once again, thank you so much for your grace. Thank you so much for your love. Lord, thank you so much for reading your word. Lord, help us this evening, Lord, and help me to be a channel of blessing. Lord, thank you so much for everything. Provide me knowledge and wisdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today, we're going to study about the life of this sweet woman on how she reacted and what Elijah told her and even bring thing over here. You know, I feel like I'm kind of hungry this time. Well, I'm always hungry. Just give me a second to open this. Uh-oh. Sorry about that. We're going to study about the life of this widow woman. You know, for her last meal and to many days. Right? Well, just think about this uh oh. Donut is like a cake. Woo. Cake. Just imagine this. Just a little cake. And if you can give a little cake, especially for God, God will bless you for the rest of your life. Just a little cake. And God will bless you for the rest of your life. But at the first place, she thought, the sweet woman, she thought that she hasn't enough to give something for Elijah, right? And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake. But, but, an handful of meal in a barrel. And a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks. That I may go in and dress it for me and my son. That we may eat it and die. Their last meal. But Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. But make me thereof a little cake first. Put God first in your life. And at the end of the day, God will bless you for the rest of your life. God will bless you for many days. And I'll give you my title right now. You know, I only have probably 15 minutes, 20 minutes. If you will listen to me, I only have 20 minutes. But if not, I only have 20 minutes as well. And four days and three nights. And I was like, hey, no more work. No more with Ryan from Channel to work. Four days and three nights. Hey. But my title for today. You know, Mrs. Chelsea asked me about, what is your title, Mr. I mean, Michelangelo, what is your title? Well, I, I give this uh, Elijah and the widow woman. But my title right now is think not what you want to get, but think what is the thing you should give. 
Think not what you want to get, but think what is the thing you should give. We are here right now, not just to get something, but we have to give something for God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ came not to this earth not to get something for us, but He gave His life for us. Can you have an amen for that? He gave His life for us. Not just for me, but for you, but for everybody. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Think not what you want to get, but think what is the thing you should give. That's my title. And I, ha- I have four S tonight. But you have, but what is the thing you should give to our Lord Jesus Christ? Is you have to give yourself to Him. That's why I get, that's why I give but think, what is the thing you should give? Is you have to give yourself to our Lord Jesus Christ. And I have four S tonight. Number one, is you have to surrender your life to our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ right now, our God right now, is just waiting for us. Waiting for our yes. To say yes. Hey, I'm calling you right now. Come on. God is calling you right now. But you have to surrender yourself to our Lord Jesus Christ. Just like this widow woman. She surrendered her last meal for Elijah. She gave her last meal to the servant of God. But surrender is not the end. When you surrender your life to our Lord Jesus Christ, it's you have to serve Him. That's my second second S. After you surrender yourself to our Lord Jesus Christ, it's you have to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like this widow woman. She served this, um, she's, she served Elijah through a little cake. She gave it to Elijah. How about us? How can we serve God? Well, it's a joy. I mean, serving the Lord is a joyful thing to do. I wish there's one person here that I wish he was here right now. Because every time I saw him, when I was walking in cafeteria, he's gonna say, and he's gonna yell, it's another beautiful day to serve the Lord in Northern Illinois. Right? Well, that's true. It's another beautiful day to serve the Lord. Not just in Northern Illinois, but in the whole world. Because you're serving the Lord who created everything. From day one to day five, he created everything what we need. In day six, he created us. But at the first place, he created everything that we need. We have to serve him right after you surrender your life. You know, in this life, God never promised that life would have been easy, right? God never promised that. But God's promise is always true that He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. That's why my third S is you have to survive all those things in your life. You have to survive every problems in your life. And I heard one story when I was in the Bible college in the Philippines. I heard one story that there was a young man who really wanted to quit in the ministry. He went to the prayer meeting Wednesday night. He heard a lot of people praying. He heard a lot of person, I mean people praying to God, you know, praying that, you know, their prayer request, I'm sorry. He thinks that their prayer request is very big. He went back to the pastor Sunday morning and said, Pastor, I really want to quit in the ministry. And the pastor asked him why. And this young man said, because I've heard some of your members having those problems, having those struggles in their lives. He said, I don't know, Pastor. If, I don't know if, if I face those problems. I don't know if I can win it. 
Well, the pastor said, sure, I will let you to quit, but do me one favor. Do me one favor. Get back Wednesday night during the prayer time, get one cup of water, and walk around the building three times during the prayer time. And the man said, that's so easy, pastor, I can do it. And then I can do whatever I want. The first one, he was done. The second one, he was done. And the third one, he said, I can do whatever I want after this. So easy. But the problem, the pastor said, walk around the building three times, but do not spill any amount of water. While he was walking, well, the third time, he said, I can do whatever I want after this. And he finished the task without any spilling amount of water. He went back to the pastor and said, Pastor, I'm done. I'm done. The finished the ta- I, I finished the task that you have given to me. And the pastor asked him again, While you were walking around the building, have you heard some of my members having those problems in their lives? And the man said, No. While you were walking around the building, have you heard some of my members having those problems in their lives? And the man said, No. The pastor told him, the pastor said, I only have two things for you because you are focused on what you are doing. We as a Christians here, we have a different problem. Your problem is not my problem. It's the same. It's not the same as my problems. But you don't have to look at that as a discouragement for you because we have a different problem according to your strength. But God will never give us problems that we cannot do it, that we can able, that we can able to win it. Just focus on what you are doing. If you heard some problems over here, just pray for them. Just pray for him and her. But not to look at that as a, as a discouragement to you. Just focus on what you are doing. And why the pastor let him walk three times around the building? Because Satan is a great deceiver. Satan is a great deceiver that he will never, you know, he will never get tired to put some things in our lives. That sometimes in our front, you know, that sometimes it will shake our faith. But don't forget that God will never leave you. God is always with you. Focus and the numbers. And the, the second one he gave, consistency in this life. Because every single day, Satan is a great deceiver. He will never stop to deceive us. But as you walk, God is always with you. Focus and consistency. That's why you have to survive all those things in your life. And also, after the World War II, we have a transportation called chariot in the Philippines. You know, that chariot, there's a horse in the front. Well, in Sagalo, we call it kalesa. There's a horse in the front and there's a big bucket in the back so people can sit down, at least six to eight people. And that horse has a cover in the side of his eyes. So that horse focus is only in the front because right and left, he can be distracted by the people he can see. Just like us, we as a Christian, we have to cover our eyes and looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Survive all those problems in your life. What's the first one? Surrender. Second one is serve and survive all those problems in your life. And let's, let's read again verse 14. For the saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil pale until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. Ha many days. 
And the bottle of meal wasted not, neither the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which is spake by Elijah. If you surrender your life to our Lord Jesus, because you have to serve Him and survive all those problems in your life. And at the end of the day, may last S, is God will surprise you on what He can do in your life. Come on! God will surprise you on what He can do in your life. Just like what He did in my life. He even surprised a lot of my friends in the Philippines. You know, a lot of my friends in the Philippines, they said, Hey, Michelangelo, you gonna be a pastor? Really? I'll give you a hundred bucks, you'll quit after two months. Hey, Michelangelo, I'll give you a hundred bucks, you'll quit after two weeks. Well, when God called you, He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. God surprised them on what God can do in my life. And if I quit, I wouldn't be here. I couldn't see myself standing in front of you if I quit. But when God is calling you right now, you have to obey it. No one, will, no one can stop you from the calling of God. God is always with you. And at the end of the day, God will surprise you on what He can do in your life. Just like this widow man. God surprises with the woman and what God can do in her life. And if you read of um, the whole chapter of this first uh, Kings of 17, even the widow woman's son is dying because of sickness. But God healed her son. God can surprise you on what he can do in your life. The question is, are you ready to give? yourself to our Lord Jesus Christ? Or else, are we ready to give ourselves to our Lord Jesus Christ? And if you are ready, come on, let's go and share the word of God. And if not, let God do something. But in Isaiah 6 verse 8, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Here am I, send me. Or I will say, Lord, here we are. Send us. Go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them. The Bible didn't say, Go therefore, pastors. Go therefore, Bible school student. Go therefore, Sunday school teacher. But the Bible says, Go therefore and teach all nations. If you put your trust in Him, you have, I mean, we have the responsibility, which is to share the word of God. That's the main thing. You have to share the word of God. But sometimes, we are not prepared yet. We are not ready yet. But let God do something. In Acts chapter 12, verse 1 to 11, Peter, when he was in the prison, I'm just going to tell the story. When Peter, when he was in the prison, bound with chains and sleeping with two soldiers, do what you can do and let God do what you cannot do. Peter can wear sandals. Peter can wear shorts, but he cannot break the chain in his hands. God sent his angel to help Peter when he was in the prison. That's like what I says. God is calling you to do his work in the ministry. No one can stop you. God will always make a way. It looks like Peter, I mean, if that's us, it looks like we are in the room without a door and without window and we are bound with chains. But let God do something. Let God break those kind of changes in your life. Especially, let God break the expectation of people from you. That's why it's hard for us to do something for God because you are thinking like, hey, if I do this, what's gonna, th- what's gonna people think about me? Right? Before you do something, you have a doubt that what's gonna people think or what's gonna people 
Like, think something like that. If I do this. But let God break those kind of change of expectation of the people from you. Because you will never be in the place that you want to be if you never know how to let God break. I mean, if you will let God break those kind of change in your life. Let God do something. And even myself, I couldn't see myself standing in front of you here. You know, that's why I'm excited that when I get back to the Philippines, I'm excited to share the word of God in La Trinidad, Benguet. You know, La Trinidad is a capital city of Benguet. And La Trinidad has 16 barangay. Barangay means, I mean, barangay means a small town. And La Trinidad has a population of 140,000 people. And La Trinidad supplies most of the Philippine strawberries and cut flowers, which include roses. And La Trinidad is also known as the largest strawberry farm. And I have a promise for you. If you will visit our country and my uh, future church, I'll give you one bucket of strawberry. <laughs> Chef Ryan says, yes, we have more strawberry in the kitchen. And especially Mr. Chris Maloney for kids, right? Well, that's a promise I'll give you for sure. But in Latin, that vegetable trading port is visited by wholesalers and traders of vegetable from other provinces. So it's not just 140,000 people, but more than that, because people are going there back and forth to import some vegetable and send it to the other provinces. So there's a lot of opportunity to share the word of God. So please pray for me. It's not easy, but God is with me. And I just need your prayer. And Pastor Paul told me, you have to give the presentation of the gospel. I have a paper here. Just think about, I mean, this paper has no touch of something. There's no lineup, like pen, something like that. It's like very clean. Just like life, when God created the man, they have no sin. They have no everything, just like this paper. But when the man gets sin, I have to pull this like this. Life gets shorter and shorter. But for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life in, in point in where? In heaven. But there's a word perish. I have to pull it down. Hold it. Should not perish. Means there's a perish. There's something people, you know, in the hell. But God loves us. He embraced us. And I will call some of my friends to be here. I'm not going to embarrass them, but just going to kind to uh, help me. Uh, Filipino guys, just stand up right here. I'm not going to embarrass them, okay? The only thing you have to do is to have faith to Jesus Christ. Open it, guys. And number two is put your trust in him. And there's a word. If you, if we can wait, there's a word on that. Just kindly, like. You can do it, Brother Stephen. There's H, E, L, and L. There's a hell. Peep that are, I mean, there's 
to worry that that one. But we have to let them know that Jesus died on the cross. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Guys, you can sit down. I'm sorry. You know, you have to let them know that Jesus Christ died on the cross. He paid for our sin. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. But before I sit down, I just want to say thank you for some people who helped me a lot here in Quinton Road Baptist Church. Church, deacons, and pastors, thank you so much for everything. For the three years of taking care of me, for my friends here, guiding us to be a better person, and most especially to help us equip with the Word of God. Saying thank you is not enough for doing all of these things to us. But to express our gratitude is to be a man or person that God wants us to be as we walk with God in every single part of our lives. And I will always remember this church who became a big part in my life. Last Tuesday afternoon, I was sitting in the back of the church close to, to the camera, thinking how I'm going to preach, knowing that I'm a simple man, knowing that I'm not worthy, knowing that I'm just a man who always make fun with Ryan, Ryan Pontana. Come on, why are you here? Why even put your name in here? Well, Mr. Ryan is my very, very good friend. But I ended up saying to myself, that God doesn't call the qualified, but He qualifies the call. Yes, I'm not worthy, but God gave me a chance. Yes, I'm not qualified for this, but God called me. Yes, I'm not good, but God is always good. Sometimes we lose control, but God is always in control. Just like what Mr. Harriman will always say, God is always in control. He even called Paul, who even killed and murdered Christians. And yet, he wrote most of the books in the Bible. He even called Peter, who was a fisherman, but became a fisher's of men. Just be available to be used by God, and He will surprise us on what He can do in our lives. Last one, no worries. To Pastor Jim, thank you for the opportunity to be here, and especially for giving me the chance to preach, to sing, and do my last song leading. To Pastor Mark, hey. He's waiting. <laughs> Pastor Mark, thank you so much for signing our papers to be here. Just one signature can change one generation, not just one people. To Dr. Peel, who promoted Dayspring back on 2016, thank you so much. To Pops, whew, Pastor John Ponsana, thank you so much for letting me to have a phone call sometimes in the afternoon and say hello. And also just to just to tell you how crazy Ryan is. Is it? <laughs> to Sir Jeff, thank you for everything. Thank you for all the encouragement, inspiration, love, and prayers. You made a big impact in my life, and you were my first talk time partner. Well, I had three talk time partners. Probably I'm a spoiled man. My second one is, is boss Brian Stankus. Thank you as well for a lot of encouragement. And for my third one who helped me finish my talk time that I wish he was here, Mr. Charlie Hightower. Miss you, sir. It's always another beautiful day to serve the Lord. For Pastor Dave, thank you for giving me the chance to be the song leader. And to Mrs. Randy for Awana. For Mark Laskus, thank you, boss, 
I've learned things in campus, especially some equipment. Of course, Mr. Herman, your smile is always the best. God is in control. <laughs> and the person as well who made a big impact in my life. Thank you for a lot of lessons that I've learned when you were the RA in our time. Mr. Isaiah Griffith. Thank you, sir. And for my favorite coach, yeah, well, you were the only coach in college basketball. That's why. <laughs> and to Chef Ryan, ay, 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 you again. Thank you, boss, for all the fun. And of course, lastly, for all of my international friends. We have a different flag. We have a, we have a different language, different culture. But we just have one goal and one vision. And of course, we have one God who created everything in this, in this life, in this world, sorry. Thank you for all the memories over here. Thank you to all of you. After the school year, some of us will leave and some of us will go back to our country. We may not be able to see each other anymore, but we will in one big day, which is the Lord's day. I will miss you all. Once again, thank you so much to all of you. Thank you so much, Quinton Road Baptist Church.